Welcome to another episode of the AMA podcast. This is a special edition episode. Uh, if you guys are listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to head over to the AMA YouTube channel. Uh, that's Model Aircraft. We're going to have a have this on video as well, so you can watch it in video if you'd prefer. Um, I'm your host, Matt Ruddick. I've got Tyler Dobbs here, who's the AMA Director of Government Affairs. Tyler, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So the reason we're having this special episode, uh, we've had some developments come up with the with our negotiations with the FAA, and we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it more in depth than what the messaging that went out uh, on Monday was. So if you don't mind, Tyler, talk a little bit about what that messaging was, what the FAA has kind of been saying and what our response has been. Sure. So let me backtrack just a little bit because I think it's important that everybody understand how we got to where we are today. And that's with the passage of the FAA reauthorization bill last October in 2018. And in that, there was a section, a new section of requirements for recreational UAS operators. It replaced the special rule for model aircraft. Um, these new regulations, they, they had eight requirements in the statute uh, that recreational operators are required to follow. But Congress gave the FAA quite a bit of flexibility in that section, and it allowed the FAA to make some adjustments to those requirements. And really what that was for uh, was for modelers and safe operators uh, who are doing things right to allow them to continue doing what they've been doing. Uh, the new regulations or the new the uh, new law that was passed and given to the FAA, uh, that was really to bring, um, I'll say, the bad actors or maybe those who aren't in within the safety programming of an organization like AMA, to bring them into the fold and to try to get some order in the airspace. Uh, so, uh, you know, that flexibility through the whole process, uh, when the bill was passed, we sat down with FAA leadership, AMA leadership did, and we were promised that our current operations would not be curtailed. We'd be able to continue flying as we have for the last eight decades. We heard the same thing from Congress, uh, the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee in the House and the Senate Commerce Committee. Both of those committees are responsible for writing that language. And both of those committees uh, said, well, you know, we're not trying to hurt AMA. We're not trying to hurt AMA members. We want them to continue flying as they have. Right. Um, that's why we've given the FAA this flexibility to make any changes that are needed to allow you guys to continue doing what you're doing. So over the past year, since last October, we've been working with the FAA in good faith. Uh, we've been providing all the data for our flying sites. We've been working closely to work out any safety issues, you know, at maybe a specific site. Um, we've worked with the FAA, or the FAA integration office closely. Uh, they that office does support AMA, supports modelers. Uh, it's a great office. Uh, through this process, uh, especially the letter of agreement process and anything that deals with airspace, mm -hmm. we've been working with air traffic operations or ATO. And that's kind of where the hiccup came came in. Right. Um, they are responsible and they have the sole authority within the FAA to allow any operations or not allow any operations in the airspace. And so over the past few months, we've been working closely with them. We've been getting the same assurances. Guys, will work with you. We want you guys to continue doing what you're doing. Um, worked on specific flying sites around the country, trying to create safety analysis for those sites, mitigate any safety concerns that maybe air traffic had in those areas. Um, unfortunately, at the same time, ATO was working on an internal policy that is where we are today, uh, which heavily restricts our operations. Uh, as many of you know, they're saying now in controlled airspace, they will not allow operations to go above 400 feet. 
And in uncontrolled airspace, they will only allow flights up to 700 or 1,200 feet. And there's no exemption process for that. There's no waiver process for that. Yeah, and so that's the thing that kind of shocked me was that they weren't even going to allow us to, like, let's say we have an event going on or something, to even apply for a waiver, apply for any kind of exemption uh, to allow for higher altitude flight in those areas. Um you know, now that have we talked to those same people that had given us assurances that this wasn't going to be an issue? We talked to those guys and said, hey, what's going on? We have. Uh, we've asked that question many times. And that's that's one reason why we're reaching out to Congress. Um, you know, we've been in their off. We've been on the Hill in offices over the past few weeks. We've been keeping them updated through this entire process. Once this hit, we were back in D.C. and we said, listen, you guys gave us these assurances. Right. You told us that you wanted the FAA to work with us. Um, they have up to this point. But they're no longer working with us, so we need your help. And we've had a number of offices that are willing to pick up the phone, make a call to the FAA, and say, "Guys, um, you're you're hurting AMA. You're killing them. Uh, you're you're supposed to be integrating." these aircraft into the airspace. And while you may be integrating some of the disciplines, you aren't integrating all of them. Right. You know, you've got thermal soaring, you've got turbine jets, you've got large model aircraft, all of these things, um, which now may not happen. You know, thermal soaring, that's uh, altitude, certainly at 400 feet, that's a no-go. Yeah, uh, 700 mean, th feet. This would kill those kill disciplines. It. it would kill it. Um, so, uh, you know, that's not integration. That's, right. um, uh, you know, that's stopping it all together. But even some of the other disciplines, those altitudes are just not safe. So that's the other mm -hmm. side of this is not only are you not, uh, you know, doing what you're supposed to be doing in integration, you're creating an unsafe environment that hasn't been present for forever. Um, you're, you're telling these people they need to fly at these low altitudes and um, should an incident occur you just you can't recover from that at those and, those and, and a lot of the folks at the FAA there's a lot of folks at the FAA I should say that understand those things because I mean uh, we talked uh, not that long ago about how you guys brought some some representatives from the FAA out to a flying field and showed them showed them some of these different disciplines and how it is unsafe to fly a, a turbine jet, for example, you know, in some of those altitudes. Sure. And, you know, we did have that. We we went to uh, the D.C. area and, and invited some of the FAA to attend. Unfortunately, no one from ATO showed up that day. Right. Uh, so they are the ones responsible for this. It's it's crucial that they understand our hobby. And clearly, we can see uh, their latest action that they do not. So they need to be brought to our flying sites. If they're going to regulate us, and they're going to create these rules for us, they at least need to know what we do and, and you know, learn what you know, learn our discipline, learn our hobby. And, and again, I think it's important to point out that we're talking about one section of the FAA, not the FAA as a whole, Correct. that's that's kind of responsible for, for this latest action, um, which brings me to um, the fact that there's been, and this has only been, uh, you know, a couple of days that this has been kind of out in the open, but there's already some misinformation that's been spread around and it's kind of making its way through the Sure. The social media sphere and and everywhere else. Sure. As with, I mean, with every issue, you always have that misinformation. It's just important everybody get the facts. Make sure yeah. that what you're listening to, what you're hearing is accurate. Uh, the FAA is a giant organization with a number of moving parts. Uh, there are a number of champions within the FAA that love model aviation, that we have AMA members who work for the FAA, mm -hmm. and they get it. You know, they want to help us out. Unfortunately, in this scenario, there's one 
one department within the FAA that has all the authority, and that's ATO. So uh, without them allowing these operations to continue, um, we can get support from other departments and other personnel within the FAA, but they have the final authority. So, uh, you know, we're not asking for anything new here. We're asking for exactly what we've had for the last 80 years. Right. Uh, we're asking that we have the same opportunity as other airspace users. There's a process for commercial operators where they can get exemptions and they can get waivers to go above these altitudes. We're asking for the same thing. Uh, you know, We're willing to put the resources and the time and the work into creating these safety analysis for, our, for individual sites, mitigating any risk that they bring to us and say, you know, we'd like to give you 1,000 feet or 2,000 feet at this location, but we have mm -hmm. this issue. Uh, well, let's work on it. Let's find a way to do it. Don't tell us no. Tell us how we can fix our operations now um, to allow them to continue. Frankly, most of our operations don't need fixed. We've been operating without issue at all of our sites. Um, you know, obviously there, you know, things come into play, issues arise, um, but history has proven, our safety record has proven that we have been excellent at mitigating the safety risks in the airspace. So with all that being said, um, and again, if it, AMA members uh, have probably received the uh, messaging, the, the messaging communication that went out on Monday, uh, advising them on what they can do to help us combat this. Um, for those that may have, maybe they haven't seen it. Uh, maybe we've got some folks that aren't AMA members. What can, uh, what can folks out there listening and watching do to help us combat this new FAA issue. Sure. So really what needs done is Congress needs to step in, reach out to the FAA and say, you know, FAA, we gave you the resources in legislation that allows you to make changes uh, within this Section 349 and these requirements. We want you to utilize that. We don't want AMA operations to be curtailed. We don't want, we don't want the hobby to you know, to face these impacts and face these burdens. We are the stepping stone for full-scale aviation. You know, our, how many members mm -hmm. are now commercial pilots or aeronautical engineers or astronauts um, that picked up a model aircraft and that's Absolutely. the reason they are where they are today. And you take that out of the chain and, and uh, a problematic issue with the pilot shortage that we see today is only going to, you know, it's only going to get worse. So um, I understand that this is not going to be an easy process. We have flying sites all across the country. It's going to take some time, but we're willing to put in the work. Uh, we're hearing from air traffic control facilities across the country that we don't want to stop your operations. A lot of them didn't even know that we were at that location. They said, right. you know, you guys have been here for 40 years. We didn't even know it. You guys exactly. have never presented a problem. We want to give you a letter of agreement up to what you're asking for. Um, but we have some people sitting in an office in D.C. that says we can't. Uh, so I, I'm not sure where, you know, where D.C. is coming from in, in ATO saying we know better across the country how you should operate safely than an air traffic control manager who's a mile or two away. Um, that certainly doesn't make sense to me. I think those local facilities need to have the authority to create the letters of agreement with the individual sites. What you can do is you can go to modelaircraft.org slash gov. Mm -hmm. uh, you can contact your senators and representatives. Uh, we're going to be in the hill all, on the Hill all next week, hitting as many offices as we possibly can. We're going to be having them pick up the phone, contact ATO, and, and try to get this corrected. So it's important you reach out. Uh, AMA members are great. They always show uh, yep. 
all the support they can. Um, so they do a great job with that, and we really appreciate it. And we'll be working on our end. We're in D.C. every day. Uh, we'll have another team going out next week. So um, we will uh, we will do our best to get this corrected. And uh, to to your point, I think we've got some really valuable tools for folks um, that are, some some pre made messaging for folks Correct. that may not know exactly what to say. Uh, we've got a kind of a form there that people could copy and paste. I believe it's up on, it on is. the website. Yeah, and you can you can use social media, you know, you can send a yeah. tweet, you can pick up the phone and call your senator or representative. You don't really, you know, just tell your story. Say, look, I've been an AMA member for this long. I'm a voting constituent. Uh, what is happening today is going to hurt my hobby. It's going to, you know, it's going to hurt STEM curricula across the country. Yeah. Charities rely on the events that we have. We donate hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They depend on that. Um, you guys need to take action, tell the FAA to fix this. Yep. So uh, again, for folks that want to help us out, and we can't ask you enough times to, to please help out in this fight, uh, it's modelaircraft.org slash gov. We've got all the information there, all the tools you need to, to help us out with that. Um, Tyler, again, thank you for taking some time out of your busy, busy day uh, to talk to us a little bit. Uh, if you've not subscribed to the podcast, please do so. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I guess now, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the major podcasting outlets. Um, and we release episodes every Monday. Uh, and of course, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions for the show, podcast at modelaircraft.org. And uh, we'll check that out and get back to you as soon as we can. So Tyler, thank you. And uh, for everyone here at the AMA, we hope you guys have a great week. Thanks.